0: Lindo podcast. podcast. Un podcast para ti y para mí. Tamarindo podcast is your hosts,
1: Luis Octavio
0: and Brenda Gonzalez. And we are your socially conscious talk show with a Latino vibe. We are amigos talking politics, food, music and life. Welcome! Claro que
1: sí! Welcome!
0: On this uh, special episode, well, they're all special, so we just say that, anyways. On this episode of Tamarindo Podcast, we are super excited. We have the author of my Underground American Dream, Julisa or Julisa, however you want to say it, Julisa Arce, which you can you'll learn about her story. But in short, and as you'll learn is that she is a formerly undocumented Mexican woman that made it in Wall Street and is now a social activist. And you can learn all about her and, and her book soon and in this podcast. So that's who we've got in store for you today. And before we hear from Julisa, like we always start our episodes with our ¿Qué pasa? Because we haven't seen each other in a while. So Luis, ¿Qué pasa?
1: I know, man. Ay, pues a ver qué está pasando you know just busy with work you know i feel like i'm being consumed by work right now and uh and all the side projects que ya ves que siempre me gusta tener side side uh, um hustle no mm-hmm. um but yeah just trying to keep busy and uh, loving every single second of this podcast y que onda what's going on with you
0: well um you might notice guests of the uh, or listeners of the Tamarido podcast that we um are not commenting commenting too much on current events because they're just always terrible <laughs> And so much craziness going on. So instead, we're focusing on our friends and amazing things that they are doing. So that's who we have today is, is Julissa. However, we still have our mini cast episodes. So we have our in-studio episodes where we get a chance to record in-studio with amazing technology and have amazing guests. But in between those, we do have our mini cast episodes. So if you're new to the show and you see some itty-bitty episodes in between our large episodes, that's what we're up to. So um, I've been up to just, you know... Um, connecting with the latest news and trying to stay positive <laughs> as best as we can um, during these times. I know. Yeah. But, I, you know, I do want to share with you one thing that I have been busy with. Um, ever since, I think, um, the, the loss of, of, of our chance of having the first female president, I, and, of course, coming back from the Women's March, a lot of women have felt Motivated to take this opportunity to run for office and look for ways to get connected to doing that, so I happen to be living in um, downtown LA as we've we've shared a few times on this show, and I. Um I'm volunteering on a campaign. Some of you have heard in our previous mini cast about this woman named Wendy Carrillo, who is a candidate for for U.S. Congress. She's running for the 34th district, which is a special election happening in April that um, the primaries happening in April, I should say, but. Uh, because as a result of our, our former congressman being um, taking over for Kamala Harris. So this has really moved a lot of folks to run for office. I was super excited to see Wendy run. Several reasons why. I've, I've heard of her before. We have many friends of the podcast that were friends of Wendy. Nice. I might have met her a couple times before, but since the announcement of her campaign, I decided to get to know her, and now I can count her as a friend. And I was really excited because Wendy was the first woman that I saw announced for this race, and um, I was inspired because I saw a lot of musical chairs happening in that first week of like, no, this man that's already in office is going to run. No, this man that's already in office is maybe going to run. All these people that have already held, men have that have already held office were um, already figuring out whose turn it was to run for the seat. But I saw Wendy as being the first woman to announce. There are quite a few women um, running for Congress, so that's exciting. I'm excited that other women have um, decided to, to put their name in. But um, the other thing that I'm really happy about Wendy Is that I feel like I can identify with her because she is formerly undocumented and now a citizen. And uh, what a better way to show her dedication to this community in this country than to run for office. She grew up in the district, which um, she, she lives currently in Boyle Heights, which is part of the district. So I'm pretty excited to be involved in her campaign. And many of you have seen on our social media the many ways that I'm, I'm helping out. And uh, we're, we, Luis and I, are helping out in the way that we're allowing this platform of our podcast to talk about her race. And um, I hope that you all check it check her out. So you can go to votewendycarrillo.com. VoteWendyCarrillo.com, and you can learn all about her campaign and her platform. And um, she's supported by members of Our Revolution, which I think some of you might know if you guys were fans of, of Bernie Sanders. That's It's folks from that camp of, of the Democratic Party, so I know many of you we're um, identifying with that very much. So I'm really excited about Wendy, and that's something that I've been doing to keep busy in these several weeks is just act locally. I think the national news is is overwhelming at times, but what I can do locally here in my community is help get Wendy elected because I feel like she will be a, a strong voice on behalf of our community in Congress. And so I hope some of you join me in supporting her. Go, Wendy. Yeah. So, speaking of other inspiring chingonas that were formerly undocumented, let's hear from Julissa Arce. So, thank you for joining us here on the Tamarindo Podcast. I would love for you to tell our guests a little bit about your story, in case folks aren't familiar with your background and what you're working on.
2: Yeah, sure. So, just the the really quick version mm-hmm. um, is that I came to the U.S. when I was 11 years old on a tourist visa, and then when I was 14, my visa expired and I became undocumented. And that's that's one of the one of the things I always highlight because people think that all undocumented people cross the Mexico-US border, right? And that's not, that's not the case. Like 40% of us actually came here on some sort of visa, whether it was a tourist visa or a work visa, and then it expired and we stayed. Um, so I was 14 when I became undocumented and got really, really lucky because the state of Texas uh, was the first state that allowed undocumented students to go to college. And that's how I was able to attend the University of Texas at Austin, um, and then I graduated. I did really well in school and got a job with Goldman Sachs um, on Wall Street. Goldman Sachs, <laughs> oh. undocumented
0: to Goldman Sachs.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, and that's sort of like that's like the bit he- headline, right? Like the 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 headline I remember of like the first story that was written about my life was how an undocumented. Immigrant from Mexico Became a Star at Goldman Sachs. But there's like so much in between right, those that's two the, things. It, it right? The headline like
0: about it, though, <laughs> the headline.
2: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a little, bit about, a little bit about me.
0: And now you're, you're living here in Los Angeles. So And um, some folks might have seen your book. You just recently released a book. Tell us about the book.
2: Yeah. So um, the book is called My Underground American Dream. And in Spanish, it's called Entre las Sombras del Sueño Americano. And I'm so proud of of this book because I didn't hold back at all in terms of what I shared and the struggles that I shared. And I got very personal about the stories that I shared in the book. Um, and it's really, it's really, I think that the, the question that I was trying to answer in the book is what is the cost of pursuing the American dream when you are a woman, when you are a Latina, when you are undocumented, basically when you are what a lot of people in this country consider the other. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Right. So this, this book, I mean, tell us about how you got to that point. Like, Did you always knew that you wanted to share that story like, via a book, or why did you decide to write it?
2: Yeah, so I, I remember I, I've always kept really detailed journals, um, and I remember one time writing in my journal that one day I was going to write a book. And I even like outlined the chapters of oh. of what the book would be called. So I was like in in like 2007, 2008, um, and it wasn't until 2016 that I actually wrote that book. But yeah, I kind of I kind of I think I would tell myself that everything I was going through was going to mean something because I was going to help people by sharing my story and inspire people because I was going to make it. And then when I made it, other people would be inspired by that. And, and 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 I think that that I've that I've I've accomplished that with with the book. I get I get, um, you know, I, I actually don't know how many copies of the book I've sold. I haven't checked. I'm afraid to check. <laughs> 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 but um, but every week I get, I every day really I get I get comments on Instagram or or Twitter or Facebook emails from people that have read the book and feel inspired by it. And equally importantly, people write me to tell me that my book has changed their mind or that it's made them think more about the issue so in these a are different folks
0: that way maybe are not familiar with these sort of experiences so eyes that you've opened somehow right
2: exactly because you know i, I think that the the big narrative uh, about undocumented people in this country is that we're criminals mm-hmm. right and that we come here to take and that we don't have any skills and therefore we just come here to get on welfare and
0: which is totally inaccurate Which is we couldn't even be able to access out
2: there, <laughs> right? That's what I tell people. I'm always like, you know, how how. First of all, we don't qualify because the whole point of being undocumented is you don't have documents that you need to get on those programs. And
0: to access these and services. Yeah, and
2: and and the other thing is, I always ask people, you know, like what do you do you really believe that someone would leave their family behind their land behind, risk their very lives in many cases to come here just to get on welfare yeah like like if <laughs> all we wanted to like live in the life on welfare
1: exactly right
2: <laughs> you know like if, if all we wanted to do was to just get by, then we would have stayed where we were right. The yeah. reason we come here is because we're seeking a better life, regardless of whether it's someone who's cleaning your house. Or someone who is on Wall Street managing billions of dollars, the, the 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 thing that unites us as immigrants, regardless of what your profession is, is the the desire, the passion for a better life. Right, right. And 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 I think that then people read the book because they're interested, just on like, you know, some people have picked up the have picked up a copy of the book to just learn more about what it's like to be a woman on Wall Street.
0: Wow. Right? And and Not I talk without about even them. thinking about the the other unique situation that surrounds your story. Right. So then people pick up the book
2: because of that and then they learn so, much, so more much more about about it, about it right? And, and 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 that's why I'm so proud of the book because I think it's it's inspiring people and it's also it's also Allowing people to have different conversations about the issue of immigration.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up about people just wanting to know the, the struggle of being a woman on Wall Street. I bet folks don't even ask you that piece of it. So can you tell us a little bit about your experience, just your gender experience in such a male-dominated profession? Yeah.
2: I remember being in being on, on my floor, and I, I actually was very had a very different experience because like my, my boss was a woman, mm-hmm. okay? and there were a lot of women on my floor who were managing directors who were vice presidents, so I had people to look up to to say okay like you know here are these women they did. They have done it. Therefore, like there's a path for me to get there, right? But, but as soon as I got outside of my little bubble of, on on the 41st floor <laughs> of of Goldman's building, um, I would see that 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 wasn't the case around the firm, and it definitely wasn't the case when it, when it came to like meeting clients. And so, being a woman is still definitely a very um, challenging experience working on Wall Street, um, because everything that you You know everything that you that you hear of 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 um the comments that people make about you being a woman um is is true you know those things happen those comments get made i i remember this is a story i I share i share in the book is that i remember going to this like conference and you know this this guy was like showing me pictures of his family and like his wife. And I was like, oh, you have such a beautiful family. Mm -hmm. And then later, you know, after a few drinks and we're out and then he's like wanting to come in my room.
0: (laughs) And I'm like, you just told
2: me about your family. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and you know, the the difficult part about it is like, what do you, obviously I was like, get, you know, get away from me. Mm -hmm. But then come Monday, he's still my client. Wow. Like I still have to pick up the phone and I still have to do business with this person. <laughs> right. And that's that those are things that that as women we have to deal with that that men don't have to deal with necessarily. And it just creates that much more to think about on a daily basis besides just focusing on your work. Mm hmm.
1: So I want to know, um, you said you were on the 41st floor. There were other women there. Um, were there other Latinos there or were you one of how many?
2: I, I don't. If I close my eyes and I try to picture that floor again, I don't remember there being really any other Latinas on my floor. Mm-hmm. There definitely are more Latinas that work on Wall Street and that work at Goldman. But it's not like you're seeing, you know, Chingos de yeah, Goldman, <laughs> right? Like everywhere.
1: Like right. The and, reason why I asked that is because right now um, at my work, I'm one of one Latinos, right? And so, you know, this year I, I dressed up my, you know, my desk Christmas tree with like mazapanes. And everybody was like, oh, what is that? Blah, blah, blah. But like, so... I guess what I'm trying to know is did you ever get comments that were like, "Oh, it's Cinco de Mayo." Let's ask, "Julissa, where should we go?" <laughs> or, "Oh, it's this of September." Like
0: our listeners can't see the eye roll, but <laughs> they can feel, they can feel
1: I that's that's what I, wa- I I want to know that. Like, it, what were those questions and how did you deal with that?
2: Yeah, um it, it I think I think probably a lot of a lot of your listeners can probably relate to this, right? You sort of become like the resident, yeah. know everything Latina or Latino, mm-hmm. right? Um, and what's what's I think for me was important to like remind people is that the Latino culture is like very diverse, right? Like I'm Mexican, but the Colombian experience or the Dominican experience can be very different, and our our customs. Uh, are different. are different, right? And you're in
0: New York too, right? Right, exactly. Puerto Ricans that don't even have to deal with the immigration question. Right, yep. Totally...
2: Yep, so it's very different. Um, but yeah, I remember one time we were sending out this newsletter for like our Latin American clients, and somebody made a comment about like, should we put a sombrero on the newsletter? And I was like, you know, should we put like a hamburger on the North America newsletter? <laughs> like that's, why would we ever do that? You know, but, but, but people do have this idea that that's, that that's what the Latino culture is, you know, sombreros and like tequila. And, my and Right. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, yeah, tequila is awesome. I'll have a tequila with you, but that's not all our culture is, yeah, you know, right.
0: there's more to it. Right. Okay. So you've kind of given us a glimpse of what it was like on Wall Street. Um, it, what are you doing now? How did you depart from the financial services industry to what you're doing now? and do you see yourself ever going back to that industry or what's next for you so i
2: I became a citizen in two thousand and fourteen and um you know, i I share sort of all of that. my underground American dream is like there's a big portion of it that I spend talking about how I actually became a citizen and what what I had to go through to to be able to um to get my green card and then eventually my citizenship but once i had my citizenship and i had this amazing job and i was making a ton of money but there were all these things going on in the world and in the united states um and the way that people were talking about immigrants and i had started a scholarship fund in 2012 i started a scholarship fund called the ascend educational fund and it's A scholarship fund for immigrant students, regardless of their immigration status. Great. So we have a lot of students who are undocumented, that don't even have like DACA, you know, the um, two-year, the two-year work permit and and protection from deportation. Mm -hmm. They didn't have that, like they didn't qualify, so they were completely, completely undocumented. Um, And just in learning more about their stories, I I realized that there's just like so many people that are still going through what I went through, Mm -hmm. and this issue isn't over just because. I have a passport now. Doesn't mean that the issue is over, right? Right. And so I, I decided to to leave Wall Street and and focus sort of full time on um, on advocating for for immigrant rights and for advocating for other immigrants like like myself. Um, and it's been it's been almost two years since I started doing doing this work and, you know, I bounced around a little bit. I worked to define American for, for a little bit of time. And then I kind of went off on my own, wrote the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I travel all across the country. Telling your story. And telling my story. Yeah. And, and really it's more in, in sharing my personal story. What I really try to do is to highlight the issues within our immigration system. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So I tell my personal story, but it's not just to like tell a cool story, right? Or like an inspiring story. I mean, yes, people get inspired by the story, but to me, it's more than that. It's like educating people on what the immigration system really is like, right. the parts of the system that are broken, and how we can fix them, and what and what people, just like everyday people, can do to help, right? So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm I'm, I'm traveling with uh, with the book, so I'm still kind of on my on my book tour, and um, I speak all over the country. I was very lucky to um i'm working with uh america Ferreira and we're love her <laughs> she's awesome yes. yeah she's she's really she's been really um great um and we're we're producing my book into a television series
0: wow that's phenomenal so, how exciting
2: yeah i mean we're still you know everybody everybody that 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 works like in the television industry, like they're all telling me, you know, how, what a miracle it is to actually have a show on TV. So we're still, that miracle hasn't happened yet, but we're still in sort of like the process of the pilot, like the pilot. And uh, I'm learning so much just um, how that, how that whole process works. But just the fact that so many people were interested, we had three different networks that wanted, that wanted the the book. So it was, um, I think it, 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 it just goes to show how much people really want to hear our stories and are are hungry for these different types of of stories right that tell that it 's not just like the same story of of what people think immigrants are like over and over again right so i 'm excited to be working on that um, and we 'll see i mean i don 't um, in some ways uh, my life continues to be uncertain right before before my life was uncertain because I never knew like if today was going to be the day that I would get deported. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of my career, like I knew where, where I was going and like what I wanted to do. And now I'm kind of like figuring it out. But I know that right now in this moment, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: Right. And uh, what about this moment? Do you feel, I mean, it sounds like you were motivated to do this, these things in a time where there was negative rhetoric about our community, but now it's like 10 times worse. So um, what, what are your thoughts on this this time, right now, and and also, I don't know if you're struggling with this because now I'm struggling with this. That I feel such like I, every day, I'm so grateful that I'm a citizen, and 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 I think about how if we were in this this situation just seven eight years ago, how uncertain that would be, and I, I just feel so lucky and fortunate, and and there's no other word to describe it. That I, that it's just oh, I don't, it's almost like a guilty feeling that I'm safe, you know. So I want to know you, how are you struggling with that, if, if at all, and what do you think about this moment in time? Yeah, I think this
2: is a really defining moment in the history of our country. Um, you know, yes, someone who I I believe is completely unqualified to hold the office of of president of the United States of America won the election. But that 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 just means that we have that much more work to do, right? Like it's not over. It's not like we just kind of like hang up our shoes and say like, "Well, he won," right. You know, like I mean, and, and the amazing thing is that so many people have come together to and take an action. To try to stop the things that the policies that he's trying to enact, right? That the I mean, we saw it with with uh, with the with the Muslim ban, like people
0: right. people, are people
2: action. took action and lawsuits were filed, and, and at least for now, um, we've been able to put to put a stop a stop to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that you know that same camaraderie that we saw around the immigrant ban. I hope around the immigrant ban,
0: um, the Muslim
2: ban. Yeah, band, yeah we, I hope that that same camaraderie that we see that with the raids that are happening in our community right now, right? That, that we sort of see that same support. I really hope that the immigrant community sees the same support from America as we've seen for other causes, uh, because we're going to need it. Like We're going to need allies, and we're going to need a lot of help if we're going to put a stop to the attacks on the immigrant community. So it's a very difficult time, and, and so I can't think of a more important time to be doing the work to be doing the work that I'm doing.
0: Mm. Well, that's great.
1: Yeah, so you mentioned also that uh, part of the book, you got really personal. You you spoke a lot about your personal life. Is there anything in that book that you were like, "Uh, should I write about this? Should I not? And then did you write about it? And what does your family think of it?
2: Yeah, I um, there's definitely a few stories in there that were very difficult to write about. So w- one of the things that was really really difficult to write about was uh, my relationship with my dad because you know I I I I love my dad dearly and we also had a very difficult relationship. Right? He um he drank a lot when I was younger. Um and I think, you know, alcoholism is a big problem in 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 our community, in the Latino community. Um and you know I shared some of the difficulties that his alcoholism brought to our relationship um and I'm sure that those stories were very difficult for some of my family members to read. Right? Um, especially because we didn't all grow up together. Like, I have some I have some siblings that um, that never came to the U.S. They were always in Mexico, and so their relationship with my dad was very different than my relationship with my dad because I lived here with right. him. Right, and so that that was really challenging. But I thought I thought it was really important to share that because it it you know I'm a human and I've had a difficult life and it it hasn't all been. Luxurious trips and, and, you know, making bank on Wall Street. Like that hasn't been my whole life. I've had really difficult moments in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so talking about my dad was really difficult. And I also really opened up about some um, really difficult romantic relationships that that I had. And the reason those stories were important is because, you know, even even dating is so different when you're undocumented. Right, yeah. Cuz you've got to think about, you know, here is this, here's this person, right? <laughs> no, here's this here's this person that I that I that I care for that I love but I haven't told them this thing about myself. And then and then and then if I do tell them and things go wrong or like are they going to think that I'm just trying to like marry them or, for a green you know like right. like so it's, so it's like all of these all of these uh, extra factors
0: as if dating isn't hard. Right. And especially like,
2: you know, it's also like dating as a woman, like on wall street. Yeah. I I, I remember like being at a bar once. There was this, there's this bar called, Oh my God, what is it called? Ulysses. There's a bar called Ulysses on stone street um, in New York. And it's a very famous bar on stone street that a lot of bankers go to after work. Um, and I, my girlfriends and I used to go there, and I remember very distinctly one one day we we go there because I was always like kind of funny to watch like this woman that would come sounds like a spectacle like, like looking for look husbands and watch this and right and like really like this women's would show up like super decked out like looking for husbands and then we're sitting there like just like grabbing a beer and like this couple guys um, tried to talk to us and so they you know they were asking I asked them like well, what do you do and the guy was like oh sweetheart like you wouldn't. You wouldn't understand. Oh, and then he like, and then so then he buys me a drink. I'm like, yeah, sure, buy me a drink. Buys me a drink. We're like, keep talking, and then he asks me what I do, and I'm like, oh, I structure derivatives at Goldman. And he's just like, <laughs> he you know, data? like just like, <laughs> yeah, because people assume that, you know, like they they look at you and they're like, you can't possibly be smart too, you know. I'm holding um, my glasses and then back. yeah, <laughs> and then like on top of all of that, I'm sitting there thinking like. And also, like, I'm undocumented, you know? So. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then, oh, and, you must. know, and yeah, and then, and then yeah, so like, in my book is not a telenovela, but I definitely think there are moments in the book that are like very telenovela like. Um, well, that's what's gonna make a great show. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And
1: I think, I think that the fact that you're, you're very personal, you know, people can relate to that because no nada más te pasa a ti. You know, it's it's a lot of other people. And I think that that's why people can relate to you because you're very honest.
0: Well, thank you. I think folks have a lot to look forward to if they check out the book and everything that you're going to do next. And I love that you mentioned telenovelas because (laughs) uh, (laughs) we always ask our guests the same three questions. And one of them is, what would be um, your telenovela name? And it could be the name of your telenovela or even just you, your character. And you might already have it, it sounds like.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Man. Okay. I, I guess I guess I guess that the name of my of my telenovela uh and it's inspired by a telenovela I used to watch when I was little. Oh. Okay. Guys, uh, well, 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 guys. Well. It it would, it would be called it would be called Dos Países Un Camino. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> right? Palaca. Like like two like two Un countries. Camino. Like yeah, exactly.
1: Dos like, Países. Uh, na, na. <laughs> Damn, I love it. <laughs> That's amazing.
2: Yeah. I, I, you know it's that that telenovela, right? Like Dos Mujeres Un Camino. Yes. Yes. Um I mean, some of some of the listeners might remember that the novella. but now looking back on it, I'm like, I used to feel bad for the guy, but he oh, had like no, these two that women. That but I felt sad for him. Yeah, you're like, how is he ever gonna choose between these two beautiful <laughs> women? He was in love with both. <laughs> God, they're letting us mess you up, man. Oh and
1: that God. should be the name of your show. I love right? it. <laughs> you heard it here first. Though.
0: And okay, another question that we like to ask: if if you had a chancla um, to, to, to your shoe to throw at, it could be a person, a thing, a concept. Who gets your chancla?
1: Aside from that idiot at the at the bar,
0: right? I mean, that would be the very the very
2: obvious uh, person to throw it at. Would of course be. Uh, uh, Donald Trump, but, but, um, but, but no, I'm actually going to throw my chancla at all the people who didn't vote.
0: Yes! It's, Big chancla to see? all you people yep. that didn't vote. <laughs> Those and the ones that are like, well, there's no difference between the two. Please! What's the difference now? <laughs> yeah, but okay. I love that one.
1: Calma te brie. Oh. <laughs> right. We're going to
0: get
1: through this.
0: What else, what else? <laughs> what else do we have?
1: Um, so what is your favorite snack? Oi.
2: That's a hard one. I, li- I'm, I like to eat everything.
0: So do we. But
2: um, I actually really like uh, like Greek yogurt with bananas and honey and granola. Nice. Producer Jeff is I, giving
0: a... a, a kind of like, <laughs> is that his really, favorite too? Like literally every morning. Yeah. I like having that. Have that.
2: <laughs> I love it because I feel like it's it's like a healthy snack, but it's also sweet. So like it kind of like like my sweet cravings kind of go... Like I can like... You can pamper them up. with yeah. like my Greek yogurt and bananas and honey. Very so cool. yeah. we love
0: that. We love that. We, I think producer Jeff has given you matracas. <laughs> matrakas! 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 We're super excited that you stopped by the Tamarindo podcast. Where can people find th- your stuff?
2: Yeah. So you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and my website. It's all Julisa Arce.
0: With two S's, everybody.
2: Yeah. yeah. J-U-L-I-S-S-A.
0: Okay. Very cool. Well, we, well, we'll let people know all about that. We'll put it all over our show notes. And thank you again for stopping by. Thank you so much. Thanks. Great conversation with Lisa.
1: Yeah, it's super cool.
0: I hope everybody checks out her book. So now, Luis, it's the f- our favorite part. Yes. Our favorite part of the podcast where we throw a chancla. Sometimes matracas. <laughs> so a chancla is, a, if you don't know this, is a plastic shoe or a chancla. Yes. Um, like a sandal that your mom has. And every Latino person and sometimes other other identi- other cultures identify with this experience <laughs> of your mom... Throwing her shoe at you because she's annoyed with something you've did, done or said. Sometimes we throw chanclas, but also sometimes we do matracas, which we've invented as a reaction to positive news. Yes. So, Luis, do you have a chancla or matraca for someone or something?
1: I do. I have a chanclaso. And this chanclaso goes to all those señoras <laughs> that go to quince años, bodas, bautizos, and try to steal the centerpiece. Oh, what? Yes. Yeah? Oh <laughs> <my laughs> tell me this. Tell me, tell me
0: about this. ¿Cómo va?
1: So it's like, I mean. I thought you
0: were going to say las <laughs> que no se pongan faja.
1: No, man, I need a faja myself. So I'm not going to throw a chanclazo. But, um, ¿cómo se llama? So, yeah, so I, I just get, I don't know if any of you out there get this annoyed but i get super annoyed when you know you go to a party and you sit down at the table and the moment you sit down there's already some lady typically eyeing the centerpiece and like pulling it tw- towards them what <laughs> i hate that i hate that and you know what i I've, I've actually told my mom do not take the centerpiece. No, no te lo lleves.
0: Don't they ever do, like, because I've gone to a lot of fundraisers Well, they'll do, like, actually, um, this is a, a perfect shout out because I think it's coming up probably pretty soon. There's an organization called Hispanas Organized for Political Equality, or HOPE, mm-hmm. and they often do an event called Latina History Day. Which I'll put in the notes. But anyways, at Latina History Day, they Uh include a beautiful luncheon with a beautiful centerpiece, and usually it's a little, it's a little like muñequita, like a little muñequita made out of of porcelain, Uh very nice. And they do a contest actually what they do is they make it as like a fundraising effort so they, they do like a, they have envelopes and like I think you you can buy tickets Oh,
1: and okay. then and then
0: there's like a captain that you identify on your table and they raffle off the centerpiece so I feel like maybe maybe more people should do some or like it's whoever had the last birthday takes the centerpiece like oh some, I like that idea yeah, a lot like better to, whoever
1: had the last birthday
0: Yeah,
1: whoever shows me their first the you know what would be roto? cool
0: the one that's closest to 15 takes the that takes the
1: centerpiece. <laughs> so I've been to parties too where they put a sticker underneath a chair oh, and you have mira. people flipping over the chair to see Dang. if they won it. But I've been to a couple of events donde nadie nace nada and these people start pulling the freaking centerpiece. Mm-hmm. So that annoys me. Um, so chanclazo to all those ladies who take the centerpiece, don't take it. Um, ah, and, and also just want to do a quick shout out to um, Esteban from Chicano Eats. He sent me some cookies. Dude, the so best what is
0: cookers.
1: Chicano Eats? Chicano Eats is a um, it's an Instagram account and he's a he's a blogger. He's a food blogger. He um, writes about cooking recipes and whatnot, but his Pictures on Instagram are freaking awesome. They're really, really cool. Mm. So, um, ah, Chicano so I think eats, we should
0: have him on here. Uh,
1: I think so, and he's he's a fan of the show, um, and he sent me some cookies, and the cookies were amazing. Can
0: you send them my address? Because I would have sent <laughs> to... I Chancla, too. Pero... I did, for um oh, i not sending me cookies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just I just told him that I can give you your you portion. <laughs> <Pero> <laughs> <don't> <laughs> me las comí. <laughs> <laughs> What about you? What's, who's your chanclazo or your matracaso or what?
0: So little time. I think my next chancla, again, sometimes we, we get into the studio a little bit um, way earlier than you're hearing this. So maybe this is old news, but I suspect that some of you will keep doing this. So let's just go ahead and give you a chancla preemptively. So my chancla goes out to um, people that... Um, are still obsessed with criticizing Hillary Clinton. Uh, in particular, there's people that I think, I'll be, maybe I'll be, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're, they're just, they haven't been exposed to, to politics as, as much and maybe they haven't thought about this. But Hillary Clinton is no longer a candidate. She does not hold public office. Hillary Clinton deserves to just be on vacation and relax. But there's people out there they are like, why isn't Hillary doing anything? I hear Bernie Sanders all the time. Bernie Sanders is a fucking senator. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary is a grandma. Leave the woman alone.
1: Does Bernie <laughs> so, Sanders not have grandchildren?
0: He, he might also. But I'm okay. telling you, he's in office. He has a platform. He should continue to keep right, talking about right. these things. And because Hillary he's a, doesn't. He's in yeah. office. Hillary is not in office. Hillary is not campaign painting hillary deserves to relax Brenda, you deserve to shut up <laughs> <laughs> so anyways so that's, my, that's my chancla for the folks that um uh, yeah i'm sorry there's steam coming out Damn. of my ears <laughs> because, oh and um another thing that i'm doing that's a little bit later than all of you have already done which is watch the um the the people versus oj simpson which is uh-huh. a freaking amazing series on netflix
1: Oh, it's on there now.
0: Oh my God, yes! So that's probably why I started watching it. Oh. Netflix, start paying our bills. We talk about you every episode. Um, so, anyways, I, I've been watching it, binge watching, and um, the um, the district attorney uh, that that you know, the or the prosecutor, sorry, the prosecutor, the person that like prosecuted uh, OJ Simpson. She's a woman, and you're reliving how much people criticized the way she looked, the way she dressed, the fact that she was a mother. Like all these things and it just kind of helps you realize like, oh, my gosh, the crazy obstacles that women candidates have to have to um, have to face. And so anyways, let the woman live. She's a freaking (laughs) grandma. Leave her alone. You know, it's already bad enough that you dummies decided to, like, stay home and not vote. Sorry, but you, we've given chanclas, as you heard earlier, yes. as you heard earlier on this particular episode, chanclas to folks that are like, "I'll just, you know, stay home, not vote. Um, and this is why we're in this mess. So, anyways, that's my chancla with you. I don't know if that's set with enough love, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, that wraps up another amazing the podcast episode. You can find us everywhere. Where can they find us, Luis?
1: You can find us on Instagram, on Facebook as Tamarindo Podcast, and on Twitter as Tamarindo Cast. And you can also send us an email.
0: Yeah, tamarindopodcast at gmail dot com. If you think I took that rant too far, let us know. If you have pedos, which is your problems, let us know because we want to do a que pedo co- uh, segment. <laughs> contest. segment. If you wanna if you cut I mean I can I can win the pedo contest, let me tell you, with my problems, with my problems. Um I Please uh, write us, tell us that you like our show, write us a review, tell yes. your friends, put us on lists, all of that stuff. And we're so excited that we keep doing this, and uh, we hope that you listen to it. We love our fans. We hope that you keep sharing us and you write us reviews. Yes. So, with all that, bonto un suéter.
1: Y nos vemos en el suéter. Hello, Tamarindos. This is producer Jeff. And just wanted to let you guys know today on this episode we're featuring music from Veronica Mindrano. She's from Texas and it's really good. So enjoy
0: and check out all her information to get her music in our show notes. Te extraño cuando
1: estás lejos de mí. Me siento yo perdido.